0: Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Hello, man, fam. The whole world, everywhere right around Are you the world. Like a yeah. yeah. Showtime, and through the advancements we've made as mankind with technology, I'm joined remotely by my cohorts and co-hosts in Texas, Richard and Brian. Hey, guys. Yo. What's up? I love that we can, uh, you know, have lives and still continue to do the show.
1: Yeah, isn't that nice? It's really nice. nice. I mean, you guys have lives. I I don't really, but you guys. Yeah, well,
0: anyone (laughs) who's listened to the show knows immediately (laughs) within five seconds that we don't have lives. Uh, (laughs) uh, They know that this show is definitely not our lives because it would be a lot better if it was. Um, That that our lives are basically everything but the show um, when it comes to the quality. But nonetheless, dance.
2: I'm yeah. make that want, yeah. explicitly clear.
0: And w- once you mm-hmm. devote yourself completely to dance, mm-hmm. then you really, yeah. what is life? That's right. the real question we're going to be discussing tonight and more on <laughs> mad about michael Flatley, <laughs> you know he's like 74 by the way Fun he's, fact:
1: he's in action movies now yeah, like he wrote self-funded action him. movies yeah.
2: he wrote and directed himself into an action movie not kidding
1: it's just like... pretty awesome honestly i would yeah. do that too if i was him <laughs> it's like just bro, have so much money <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah I, how's the uh how's the left coast as i like to call it kinto
0: it is uh it's very right. good it's very good today um just some movie-related news. Um, you know, just hobnobbing with celebs out here in uh, <laughs> in, uh, in L.A., I met the one and only Omar Epps today. Fun fact. Oh, nice. Uh, for the man, fam. Nice. Shook hands uh, nice. with him, introduced myself, and he said he had never heard of our show and for me to leave him alone forever. So, uh, you know, it was good meeting, first time, you, but you got to start somewhere. Hopefully, we'll get Omar Epps on the <laughs> I'm a podcaster right. in the next couple meetings, right. but, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I do this every year, come out here for work, and uh, but like I said, thankfully technology allows us uh, for the show to go on and uh, movies are still shown out here. Um, tried to go to the movies last night, and I tried to check in on my old movie pass card, and that was- uh Rutro Immediately <laughs> denied. <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll get into that at some point tonight. Oh, uh, we, we got a lot of updates in terms of that stuff, or- Maybe just a, a, a funeral? Eulogy?
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. something
0: like that? But, it's a wake, I think. <laughs> but thanks thanks to you guys for uh, carrying the torch last week with the Equalizer yeah, uh, dude. talk. Uh, I knew you guys um, hit on a lot of the stuff with that and Denzel and Comic-Con and things like that, but um, didn't want you to be able to just... Talk Aquaman trailer without my thoughts
1: because
0: <laughs> got to give at least forty minutes of my thoughts on on Aquaman. Um, got to I
1: see like it on the picture, big screen. For, yeah, for I like to, k- my to picture uh, Kent walking around Oxnard with like a, an old school tape recorder, just recording his thoughts on the, on the Aquaman four. trailer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so, what'd
1: you think, man? Looks pretty great, what or didn't I? Think. Great or greatest? That's a real question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: What did not I not think? I'm just excited for the sequence with the little kid in the aquarium because you know that's going to be really well done. Probably a really good kid actor, too. Um,
1: yeah. That, that kid's looks buff, like buff. You got to give him that. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I hope. You know, you always hope, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I think that Shazam one probably piqued my interest way more than. Uh, than that yeah. one did for sure just in terms mm-hmm. of tone and where they're going what about you guys
2: and it's well i thought it was kazam so i was
0: really <laughs> let down well <laughs> we know where that one went yeah which was uh to the oscars i believe best uh,
1: original screenplay i think it won yeah, yeah i think it won we've been trying to kickstart that sequel for so long i really thought <sighs> this is finally the time, <laughs> but. The Dwight howard remake called kazam farts <laughs> That <laughs> the Andy dies of diabetes it's it's sad but it's poignant you know it's poignant yeah yeah it brings weight to the character <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, th- I we're with you can we all thought shazam was a better trailer than aquaman i wasn't as enthused about shazam as other people seem to be but it did it definitely left me with a better A better feeling of opportunity for hope than than Aquaman did, and certainly better than than Titans. Did you see the Titans trailer? Oh, no, I did not. The TV thing? Go Teen Titans or go whatever? What? Yeah, it's Teen Titans Go, but it's you're going to think this is a joke, and I'm dead serious. This is 100% accurate. They're starting their own streaming service. Uh they're gonna launch it with DC D C E U is starting uh-huh. a streaming service. Yeah, okay. DC it, I think it's called D C Universe. It's seven, <sighs> $7. ninety nine a month. Oh uh, and the the first show that's gonna be on it is a Teen Titans Go live action show that um is you're never you're just are you ready for this? You're never gonna guess. I, I just want you to be prepared. Okay. So just sit down. Huh. It's it's dark and edgy. <laughs> You know it's they a, they
0: remove the saturation from Teen Titans yeah. Go, which is what <laughs> yeah, you want. Yeah,
1: Beast Boy is not green anymore; he's just gray. Oh my um, gosh. And 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 uh, the the tagline or the I don't know, like the big moment in the trailer is when Robin looks at the camera and says, "F Batman." So, you know, it's <laughs> it's pretty. It's I'm pretty excited bad, about that.
0: What's weird was Batman. that the cyborg from the actual Teen Titans Go looks more <laughs> realistic than cyborg from <laughs> Justice League, which is weird. The, the, the. <laughs> well, i'm excited
1: th- for you to go and watch that trailer later and then uh, yeah call us and let us know if you need us to talk you off the ledge or something it's yeah. it's really it's you really know
0: what awesome. but you know in all there's honesty an
2: ocean right there for you to just walk into
1: when you're done so that's good we didn't <laughs> you know? have
2: that there's no large bodies of water around dallas so i had to just struggle
0: in all honesty i am excited uh for shazam it's like hey we need a deadpool we need an ant-man type character uh it seems like they're going to get that with that, at least. Um, at least that's what they're going for. It looks like, but um, yeah, a
1: little little Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah, exactly.
0: A little bit more lighthearted than um, Batman v Superman: The Trial of the Century. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm just excited about possibly getting out of that rut. Uh, we thought we were out of it with Wonder Woman. We were we were vastly wrong. But Wonder Woman two, I believe, is next year, isn't it? Twenty nineteen. Fall twenty nineteen, something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Filming it right, right now. It. Cool. So, so there's uh, that. Yeah. So there's that. Well, uh yeah, that's all I really had on on all the Comic Con stuff was just uh my thoughts on the Aquaman trailer, which mm. I don't I don't get it. I I don't see the Amber Heard factor. She looks like Poison Ivy oh, from from so uh, <laughs> from Batman so and, and Robin. Gosh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, I'm not going to digress, but Brian has a list of shout-outs to give to the lovely yeah. VIPs before we do that.
1: Yeah, new new VIPs. If you're interested in joining our club, uh, go to com slash vip. Sign up there for uh, for as little as a dollar a week to get uh, you get your name on the show. That's a huge bonus, right? Uh, we'll send you a, a beautifully handwritten card. You get access to throwbacks and bonus episodes, all kinds of extra content on there. Uh, again, check that out, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Here are 10 names of lovely, beautiful, incredible human beings, I'm sure, all of them uh, who have joined our club recently. So shout out to Nathan Massey. To Spencer Dennison, to Jonathan Glucksman, who's been on the show a couple times. Yeah. We love, we love Jonathan. Good guy. Good guy all around. Uh, to Matthew Hammond, uh, to Thomas Cosgrove, to Eric Kearns, Stephen McBroom, who's a buddy of mine. What's up, Stephen? Uh, Robert. Michaelson, who is in, I think he's in Switzerland. So it's our, our first Swiss VIP. It's pretty excited that we know it's of. Gonna, yeah, that we man. know of. Yeah, it's going to help us funnel some money. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Dustin Redman and uh, Rachel Suave. Thank you so yes. much to awesome. those wonderful people.
0: Yes, thank you. And you guys talked Step Brothers last week on that feed. We did, which was yeah. a 10 year anniversary talk of the comedy Jim. Um, mm,
1: uh, the Step best. Brothers.
0: Or so Pam, fun. I don't know what it is. <laughs> is, it, is it hard M or silent? Um, shut shut your mouth. Shut your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> and this week we're talking Tropic Thunder 10 year anniversary. Yeah. VIP. So yeah. Uh, you like uh, what we do? If you want more movie talk, head on over to that feed and subscribe. Well, lots to get into tonight. Um, where would you guys prefer we begin? Let's draw draw out of the hat of, <laughs> let's spin the topic wheel here on, on Mad About Movies. So the cho- the choices are, this evening we got we got Movie Pass updates,
1: right? Mm, mm.
0: We've got some Star Wars updates, which are always good. You know, Brian and I always enjoy catching up on that.
1: <laughs> Richard tunes out, plugs his ears. Yeah,
0: we've got an update on way hash- ahead of you. <laughs> 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 we've got an update on hashtag dumped on Netflix, which has um, been trending for. Months now, ever since we got it going on the show. and um, I think we were the first, yeah. yeah. And we've got um, some news regarding uh, Frasier, the television sitcom Frasier, which has become a staple on the show for some reason that we don't know. We still don't know why Frasier theme plays on our show at the end. If you know, <laughs> please let us know. We really don't know why, why that became a thing. So let us we
1: know. get that question every once in a while, and I, I seriously every time I respond, I'm like I, I genuinely don't. I, know. I'm pretty I sure d- I don't remember anymore. It
0: was because I wanted people to think they were falling asleep, to, f- and they left the TV, and Fraser like, <laughs> like jolting them awake, you know, like, because, hey baby, I hear the blues, you know, just, uh, but you know, we only we only end things with. R. Kelly's ignition in the VIP. That's the only song that that spins, in that and that uh, on that feed. Okay, well, I'm gonna spin the topic wheel here. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay. Movie pass, movie pass. Cool. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Fraser, Fraser. Dumped on. Oh, oh. Looks like it's gonna land on. Yep, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. gonna land on movie pass. Yeah. It landed uh, on movie pass. Oh wow. As much as I wanted wow. it, I was I was hoping for uh, a <laughs> Fraser talk here, but uh, maybe a little bit later, we can hit that. So. Man, they just keep digging themselves further into the grave, don't they, guys?
1: Boy, oh boy, oh boy. That's got to be the worst week in their company history, this this last few days. That's that's tough. It's tough to overcome. (laughs) Imagine
0: being in the office at MoviePass. (laughs) Hey, Tim. Hey, Sally. Hey, guy. You know, every morning, it's like, how do you go to the office?
2: Especially when half of it's on fire.
0: That's right, what makes exactly. it really hard.
1: It's like, how do you physically go The again? other half right. is just covered in cocaine. Just
2: covered. <laughs> hey, how was your night? Pretty good. Pretty good. Took Sandra to, uh, there's that new little Vietnamese spot. Oh, yeah. On your block. Yep. So what are you working on today? Just, you know, some, uh, some messaging.
1: We've got some messaging we got to get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great copy editing all of them. Uh every everybody involved there. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's when you run out of money, which is what happened on Thursday night or Friday, I can't remember which. Regardless, ran out of money, cards weren't working anymore. They <laughs> Did you see the tweets? Did you guys see the tweets that they put up in the midst of all of this just trying to be like, I mean, gosh, I don't I don't know. We're just trying to figure out what's going on here, guys. Uh Yep. bear with us and then it's like well it's cuz you're out of money you don't have any money to pay these cards so that's that's tough and then i think of all the dumb things that have happened with this company and it's been what a oof, what a beating and what how far we've come too we were all so excited about movie pass not too long ago you know how what? far has come gosh man but with what's, what's, the big yeah the, the biggest dumbest one is thing is it, out. Uh, it <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't even begin the dumbest thing when you think about it in hindsight is the fact that they even s- did this as an idea, like what was <laughs> the end game when people subscribe, they were gonna yeah. spend money, and that's like did they not want people to subscribe? I don't understand yeah. any of the strategy because like once once people started like liking it is when they mm-hmm. went down the hole yeah. because it's like we don't we can't pay for. A successful product, like they knew that if it was, it was successful, that it would fail, which is a yeah, weird strategy. To have.
1: You know, I mean, there were all those business experts from the beginning who were mostly tied to theater, so they are of course biased and had something. Sure. You know, there's something to be lost there. But so many people were saying this business model cannot, it can't work. Like. There's a point at which they can break even, not even break even, but like they can stay afloat when it's this many subscribers. And once they get to this many subscribers, then they will be profitable potentially. But the middle ground there, which is where they're at, there's no way. There's no way they can keep it going. I, man, I, I've said before, like, I just think if they would have just come out a few months ago and said, look, send out the the email hopefully worded by somebody who can actually write copy cuz whoever is in house now can't do it but um, just say look y'all we uh we can't keep going at this rate uh, we we're going to raise the price to 14.99 even 19.99 I still think you'd be fine you'd lose some subscribers but you if you show the cost benefit analysis and you say look you're still saving this much money over the course of a month this much money over the course of the year here's what you've got competitor wise with cinemark dumb thing and and now the amc thing is a real legitimate thing but if you if you say that if you just put it up front we can't survive at the current rate we got to raise the price here it is i think people accept that much easier than uh you know hey now you can only go see the movie one time you can't see the same movie twice uh you got to send us a freaking picture of your ticket stub uh we're gonna the surge pricing is a horrible, horrible decision. And then like to, to top it all off, the whole the, – the bit with, well, by the way, you were planning on using this to see Mission Impossible. You can't. We're not going to – you can't yeah. buy a ticket with a movie pass uh, to Mission Impossible. And then to send out that incredibly irritating and patronizing email and just be like, well, you know, you can't get Game of Thrones on Netflix, can you? Uh, that was – that's just as – I don't know, man. That's like a – that's – That will go down in the history, but I feel like they will be teaching about this in business school for for decades to
0: come. The biggest – maybe the biggest reason people are pissed is because that's not what you promised at all. If Netflix had come out and said, "Uh, our our (laughs) service is going to have every piece of content, and then if people sign up and then it doesn't, they're going to be pissed. To this day, I literally just hit enter on MoviePass.com. The front page says Unlimited – any theater, not true. Any movie. Not true. Any day. Not true. Only ninety ninety on only nine ninety five a month. Not true. So there's five lies right there before you even <laughs> sign up of prom empty promises. Um it used to be that way. Uh not anymore. I don't know why they're still advertising that and still allowing people to sign up for this service for some I think. You can still yeah. sign up?
1: Well, I <laughs> uh, mean they're They've dug themselves so deep now. Like we've we've heard Richard, you may can shed, you you're the business guy, Richard. You can shed more light on this than than either any of us. But it seems pretty apparent that they're doing everything they can to bring in the cash influx that they can get right now, so yeah. that they can pay back their early investors and then exactly. and then scuttle this whole thing. Yeah, the exactly. Uh, I course heard they were
2: giving were... shares away like crazy early mm-hmm. on for different yeah. things.
0: Yeah. I heard they were. um you know, I, I think we made an update in May or June that they were spending like fifty million a month or something like that, uh, and that they only had like five or ten million in cash reserves or money left. And so at that point, I went out with the card, and I honestly went and saw every single movie that I could, like in right. those two weeks. Like I went and saw American Animals and Hearts Beat Loud and The Rider and all these indie movies that I was going to see, and then you know caught up on all the movies we do for the show. Because I was like, this thing's not going to work next right. week. It probably won't yeah. work tomorrow. And sure enough, I go to see MI6 last night and um, open up the app. Um, the theater that I clicked on had MI6 there. It was all mm-hmm. grayed out. And that was the only movie that was on there. It wouldn't even allow me to see any other Jeez. movies on wow. the app. So I didn't even like wow. attempt to try to log in or even do that. I just bought my ticket with my credit card and went in. And I almost just left my movie pass card behind. I, like, I don't... I don't think I'll ever use it again. I don't think it'll ever work man. again. And I'm excited to be a part of the class action lawsuit for the people that paid for the year <laughs> in advance. And I've right. got four oh, yeah. months left yeah. that um, I'm not going to get any money, man. So they're yeah. going to pay me back the prorated rate of what that's going to be. So I'm right. excited about yeah. that aspect. Yeah, It's
1: a deal. I wonder. I didn't even think about this, Kent, because mine's working right now. It has been working all day. I can't for Mission Impossible. But I've checked in periodically with it over the last few days just to see... You know, is it still is it still running um, right now? I've got surge pricing on everything, so if I want to go see uh, Jurassic World Fallen Keen, which has been out for a month, uh, at ten forty five on a what what night is it? On a Sunday night, Sunday. it will only cost me five dollars and twenty five cents extra. Uh, so that's that's good. That's what you want. Um, I wonder if they're blacking out. Across the board, in like you're in California, I wonder if they're yeah. blocking out California, That's be, what like more said, expensive it felt like, theaters.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could see the fact that Mission Impossible was there and grayed out, but there yeah. were no other movies even available. Like I, I think Man, the prices crazy. are so high. I mean, my price for a standard, non 3D, non XD showing a Mission Impossible last night was like fourteen fifty. And yeah. the D box, like, you know, the seat you sit in and it like moves around was like twenty two dollars or something like that Jesus for just a yeah. standard screen. So Yeah, that's probably the case. Probably in certain that's regions crazy. now or certain um prices. It's that crazy.
1: Man, but, it's it's such a bummer. I it yeah. has become even when it's working now, the way it's set up with the surge pricing and the once once see the the movie once and send it all these sorts of things, it is only valuable for people like us who have to go see like i used it four times this week because Mm -hmm. i could and i did but but i couldn't see anything on the weekend because it's surge pricing and it's all these other stupid things so that is completely unhelpful for i would guess 95 percent of their of their subscribers like thus are not people like us so that's completely useless to them yeah Man, what a No, they talked to
2: some investors about they're going to really go after the movie podcasting
1: market. <laughs> there are a lot of us, so... We know. actually helped
0: them a lot. We probably got a lot of people to subscribe, honestly. We because totally for, did. There was, a, yeah. there was a time for about three months at the end of 2017 where it was, it was an awesome product. Like, yeah. I saw Star Wars like four times. I was like, <laughs> this is incredible. This is the greatest. I, they had my, like... It was on my weekly recommend of the year or whatever it was.
1: Yeah. At that point in
0: time. But man, it's amazing what happens when you run out of money. It really is. <laughs> but like I said, man, if you work at MoviePass or you know somebody that does and you want to speak off the record, we won't reveal yeah. your name or anything like that. I would love a yes. to hear a podcast yes. of some, somebody that works there um, or somebody that just left there or something like that. That would be a great, great uh, conversation to have. But yeah. RIP. In peace, movie pass. <laughs> um, like I said, I don't plan on using mine again, so I'm I'm probably signing up for the AMC thing as soon as I get home. I live, you know, fairly close to one, not as close as a Cinemark, which is walking yeah. distance. Gosh,
1: come on! But uh,
0: you know, the twenty dollars a month for the AMC thing is probably worth it. It's probably the next best deal, and uh, for people like us, and I'll probably end up doing that because it includes the IMAX and the reserve seats and all that. I think that's a nice, nice deal that they got going over there. So bravo. Yeah. And like I said, you guys off the air, I would I would love it if if Movie Pass was just a huge bit pulled off by AMC this entire time <laughs> just to promote their card <laughs> would be a great troll. Um, yeah, and I uh, would yeah. applaud. Um, what else we got? What else on the topic wheel? What else? One of these. One more thing we want to hit.
1: Go for it. Spin it. Let's, uh, spin let's that spin wheel, it. Let's spin Kento.
0: It. Uh Looks like it's a uh, oh dumped on Netflix. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. Nice. Oh, this is my favorite one of my favorite <laughs> topics. What's the what's the most recent movie dumped on Netflix, Brian?
1: The most recent movie dumped on Netflix. This is a big one. This is this is a little different than Cloverfield, which costs like, I don't know, fifty million or something to make. This one this one's a big deal. There was supposed to be we've talked about it a little bit when uh when the jungle book came out a couple of years ago, the Disney's remake of the jungle book with John Favreau and whatnot. Um there was this andy circus jungle book movie sitting out there uh in pre-production and then into production it was supposed to come out in october there's a trailer out there for it i don't know if you guys have seen the trailer i th- i thought it was a really terrible trailer and made me very uncomfortable very uh worried about where this was headed and now i think that's been confirmed it has i believe it was sony regard whoever had it. Dropped it completely from uh, distribution. Netflix picked it up, and now Netflix is planning to do a kind of a co-release in theaters and on Netflix uh, sometime next year. So it's been bumped from October and will come out at some point next year. They barely
2: outbid MoviePass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) MoviePass is (laughs) going to have to
2: build the platform to to stream it, but they they were in the
0: game. Wow. This is incredible. This is, uh, it's incredible that no one at, I guess, Warner Brothers is making this, right? Um, I think so, yeah. Um, No, Sony? Is it Sony? I think. I don't know. Okay. I I, th- I felt like this was.
1: I thought it was Sony, too. Now they've already changed it to Netflix. I can't remember. I think it was Sony. I think you're right. Okay. I
0: thought this was an Amy Pascal-like move, like, before she left Sony. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing Warner
2: Brothers, too.
0: Warner Brothers? Okay. okay. Production companies: um,
2: Warner Brothers and the Imaginarium.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. What I'm okay. So, yeah, I'm surprised nobody at yeah, Warner from Brothers. Netflix
2: acquires Andy Circus Mowgli from Warner Brothers 2019.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Perfect. Okay. Um, so, to backtrack, Warner Brothers, I'm surprised nobody there, you know, when the Jungle Book was announced or released by Disney said, all right, cool. That was a good <laughs> idea. Mm-hmm. Had this yeah. not existed, probably would have been a good idea, and moved on. And they put it into production, finished the production, and here we are. Dumped on Netflix and probably Jeez. won't be seen because I think the jungle book is on Netflix, the, the <laughs> real one, the, the Disney uh, version, but nonetheless, uh, I think Andy Serkis is talented. Wish he would have yeah, done something sure. else to maybe focus on. Um, And maybe it's great. Maybe it's the best Netflix movie of all time, but I just think it was a bad idea from the start.
1: Yeah, I would agree. It's, just we don't need another one of these things. I really liked Disney's Jungle Book. It was very good. That's enough remaking of that story for at least twenty years, right? Like we don't need to return to it straight away. And this is going to be an expensive movie. I don't know how much the, but I mean, like they're building the technology to make it and whatnot. So like all the mocap that's going into it and. That's not a cheap cast, right? It's like I mean, it's Kate Blanchett and Benedict Cumberbatch and Christian Bale and Naomi Harris and on. I mean, that's not that didn't that didn't come cheap. So this you're talking maybe maybe a hundred million dollars loss on this when it when it's all said and done. That's oof, that's rough,
0: man. So we're not we're never gonna get a Mowgli and, and uh, Alpha double feature. <laughs> I still cams out for Alpha guys. I still got a tent spot
1: reserved for Man. for Alpha. Have y'all seen the new trailer for Alpha that was in my showing of I don't know something like no, I not this last week. So I was very confused. The first that movie was supposed to come out in like February um and the trailers for it at that point were very uh like this it's a very serious PG-13 movie and action adventure that kind of thing. The new trailer has a complete Completely different tone, and it's like they're shooting for the family-friendly market. I want to know how much reshoots and editing went into me because it's, it's it looks like a completely different movie.
0: I'm sure there's some panic happening, and they don't know how to pitch this, or who wants yeah. to see it, or if anybody does. And that's what you do when that happens: is you try every tone you possibly can and see what sticks. And hopefully one of them does. It's I don't
2: know. normally doubles down on making things darker. We'll see. You know what I mean? We'll see if, sure. they, yeah. if they were the ones that panicked. You know, that's with DC. It's like, well, if we had more throat slitting and blood, I think we'd make more <laughs> money. It's like, oh, well, okay. For Batgirl, I guess that'll work. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, Brian, it looks like Slender Man is coming out August 10th. It so is. So that's like is, two weeks yeah. away. And, um, that's the last. That's the last um, one on my list of could, could mm. do me. What if it gets negative score on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> well, negative All Eyes 45? on
1: Me was. I had to put in fake numbers for All Eyes on Me to give it yeah, to did. get a number last year. So what's the worst performing? It's gonna be performing, performing, close, man. Uh, it's gonna be What's close. the
0: worst performing one this this summer so far of the ones that have been picked?
1: Um, let's see. I'll pull up my draft. We are. We're still. We're probably at least a couple weeks away from being able to really know for sure because. Mission Impossible and Mama Mia are, are my big movies, and we still gotta we gotta see how they play out. I think Richard's probably got this wrapped up. Um, Skyscraper's done just enough yeah. for you, Richard, to to be not terrible. The Rock got it's, me two back to back years. The Rock, yeah, I'm done with the Rock, yeah, breaking up it's with tough. Him. Man, I'm looking at. I would say probably Solo is the most disappointing yeah. just of the big budget, but. Jurassic World's not too far behind. I mean, it's made a lot of money, but it didn't do very. It's not very good, so it didn't make, didn't have a good uh, Rotten Tomato score. So it hasn't been worth nearly the points that to reset. Uh, this is a uh, formula
2: we have made that is right. box, worldwide box office plus Rotten Tomato, right?
1: Yeah, ro- box Ron office minus budget. Yeah, minus divided budget. by yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So, uh, a stinger. Yeah, it'll be it'll be close. It will be, be closer than it looked a, a, a few weeks ago. Anyway, so I need. I need my boy Cruz to carry me through, as he has done so many times before.
0: I think um you can count on him to cruise. I need the
2: Meg mm. I need the Meg to bring it home.
0: Bring <laughs> it home, Meg. That that could be one that does it. I could see I could see that as a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we should talk about uh Cruz. Yeah?
1: Let's cruise. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. I really think that I'm Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. I really think that I'm Tom Cruise. Cruise. All right, guys.
0: As we move on into uh, Mission Impossible talk, um, you know, I I jog my brain and um, you know think about Mission Impossible my in my head and all the memories that are associated with it, and I can't. You know, I can't decide if I like. You know, take a look around. I disappear. Uh, have a cigar <laughs> cover from Foo Fighters. Uh, going down from Godsmack. I mean, they're yeah. the first Mission Impossible's were all were all hits. I think. And um, anytime you have Rob Zombie doing Scum of the Earth, <laughs> you know it's good.
1: Oh, Rob Zombie.
0: Let's not forget Uncle Crackers. What you looking at?
1: Oh well. no, Uncle Cracker was on there too. Oof. Yeah. Oh. Oof, that doesn't age well. That's tough.
0: We're doing an entire retrospective of the M.I. Two soundtrack, by the way. <laughs> um, so we're gonna go track by track here, and we're gonna start with Limp Biscuits. Take a look around. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh man,
1: that was a huge hit. The best
0: um, thing about that is that Lynn Biscuit got in the studio and they're like, "All right, guys, we got to do a song for the Mission Impossible soundtrack. <laughs> what should we write?" Oh, I know West the Borland's like, "How about, how about this, guys? Dun, 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 dun. Hey, that sounds pretty good. What if I wrap some new metal over that? Take a look around. Yeah, that <laughs> that sounds like the one. Yeah, oh, that's like a
2: that. winner. That is
0: that's a, a winner. winner. All right, um." I've been a fan of Mission Impossible movies, um, you know, since the beginning. Um, Probably the first one was my favorite. Second one, less or so. Third one, more so. And then um, I would say they pulled a fast and kind of reset the thing with Ghost Protocol and uh, Rogue Nation. And here we are with Mission Impossible Fallout. But um, this one feels like almost more of a reset than Ghost Protocol did, in my opinion. Um, Hmm. This one feels, um, just from, you know, going in, having watched Mission Impossible the last time at our last review, I didn't go back and re-watch any of these before this, this one felt the most self-aware of all the Mm -hmm. Mission Impossible movies. It felt like, okay, now we know what Mission Impossible is what makes it great. All right, let's go do that and not try and just completely outdo ourselves um but do stunts that are um jaw dropping without being ridiculous um in the sense of uh I always think of what I don't know which fast it was 6 or 7 where they like drive the bugatti out you know in between the buildings right <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. yeah that's insane <laughs> but it's also insane right whereas this right. has a little more mm-hmm. realism in the stunts and it makes it a little bit more believable but um, Just what I love about Mission Impossible, which I felt like they abandoned a lot in Ghost Protocol and some of the middle ground movies, was just the entire premise of, this is your mission, should you choose to accept it, here's what you gotta do, and go do it. And that's the mission, and it's that simple. Um, And all this stuff with the masks and everything, and how they played that, um, was always never really utilized to its full potential, I feel like, and this certainly it was. And so this one felt like it it knows what mission impossible is. We figured that out. We figured out the formula. Now let's go get it. And um I'm excited about where they go from here cuz this felt like a total reset and re-energized me for more mission impossible movies going forward. Uh what about you guys?
1: You go RB. Knock
2: it. Yeah, out. no. No, this is a <clears throat> this was a fun kind of return. These these This is a crazy uh well first off the longevity of Cruise, if we as we've spoken about a million times is is remarkable in its own right and then also the longevity of of this franchise is is super impressive and on the whole it's been it's been very good and you think about the the actors and things and people that have come in and out of this um and but each one of these kind of feels like its own but tonally this uh this really hit for me I thought this was like kind of exactly what I look for and Pop culture, pop popcorn entertainment, um, and and really loved it, and thought that the the cool thing about it is, though Cruz is very much the captain of the team, they, it, it becomes more and more of an ensemble every time, and the way they added the cast and uh, and you know subtracting uh, Renner is always a good <laughs> good thing <in> pop culture <laughs> for the most part, and uh, no, Vin uh, Graham's just hanging on, just he's got that Arby's money. We got the meats and this, and he's set. He doesn't need anything else. Uh, but but this is a, I thought, a, a, a really fun movie, and, and not too many joke tags where it's still like an intense, thrilling movie, but just enough lightheartedness where there's some tension broken at appropriate times, but it's not constant. It's not, you know, uh, it's not, it's it's just really appropriately paced. And McQuarrie did it, I thought, a, a really excellent job with this, and, uh, I I love the series. I hope there's four more of these. I'm I'm down. What about you, Brian?
1: Yeah, this was great, man. I was very much looking forward to this. I love this series. This has become one of the more uh, not just consistent but like incredibly enjoyable uh, franchises in in all of in all of the land. Um, and I, you know, obviously we love Cruise team Cruise all the way and uh have enjoyed this series from the beginning minus minus uh mi2 which didn't work the way anybody thought that it was going to i think ghost protocol uh was the kind of the the jewel of this series i thought it was a lot of people liked rogue nation better and i i like rogue nation fine i i think i think ghost protocol up to this point is uh is like one of the best action movies of the last uh the last whatever this millennia um I just, I Brad Bird did so much great stuff with it, and the stunt work was incredible in that. And and to your point, Richard, I felt like that was the first one where the the sort of ensemble nature of it started to come out a little bit more, and I liked that quite a bit as well. Um, Rogue Nation was really good. I watched that again today. I hadn't, I don't think I'd watched it since theaters or, or shortly though thereafter. And and uh, Rebecca Ferguson is such a great addition to this cast and this world and she is the uh she matches Cruz and in a lot of ways at least at least she matches Ethan Hunt and the way that uh he interacts but man this movie was just from minute one I was just completely locked in uh and I thought I, I I could not have been happier with the uh with the finished product I I felt like I felt like all of the I think there were some ups and downs in the direction of Rogue Nation. I didn't think at any point that it was uh, poor direction. I just thought it was Christopher McCrory is is a fairly new director and it's hard to figure out how to do all these things. Uh, And this was like... To me, this was like he put it all together, and you're just seeing uh, he used he knew how to. He, obviously, he gets along very well with with Cruz, and uh, there's a respect there. And he used he used Cruz incredibly well. He used the ensemble really well. The the effects or the uh, the excuse me, like the set pieces and the action scenes and stuff are perfect, intense, and, tense and uh, just pulse pounding. The last you know whatever 30 minutes just goes and it never gives you a a chance to to stop or to breathe or anything like that and that's a blast as well but man I I love this I thought it this is one of the probably three best movies I've seen this year and one that I I I cannot wait to watch this one over and over again it's it's an incredible and it's incredible that this this franchise has been burning for 20 years now and it it's not just that it's like hanging on like so many franchises seem to do after a while it is it's getting better and excelling and um you just feel like man if they do another one of these in three or four years or two years or whatever we're still going to be looking at uh you can still expect man what are they going to do next it's going to be and so that's that's always nice it's always nice to walk out of a movie like this especially one that's two and a half hours long and be like gosh i cannot freaking wait to see uh what they're going to do next time out that's that's a great feeling yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, man, it didn't feel uh, that long to me, honestly. I was yeah, really shocked. Here, like, I here. walked out of the theater, and I looked at the time, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, that was longer than it felt like. Uh, I mean, I guess it's the pacing, and some of the action sequences are more, um, I don't know, drawn out, but they hold your attention, and you can do a 15-minute action, 20-minute action sequence if it's well-paced, and, and everything, it doesn't feel like it's drag. You're not doing constant cutaways, back to people that aren't in the scene or things like that uh, it really mm-hmm. does help but yeah I thought I thought this was uh, MacQuarie definitely hitting a stride with this series and you know I hope he stays attached at this point I would like to see him continue doing these kind of be the Russo brothers mm-hmm. of this series and and carry the torch into hopefully outdoing themselves you know I always think with these movies that they've outdone themselves and like there's no Bigger stunt that they could do, but um, you know, man, that last sequence—I don't want to get into spoilers right now—but that last sequence is everything as advertised. You know, when um, when you see the trailers, it's uh, exhilarating. And Tom Cruise is a psycho. I mean, I don't—I don't know the words to do it. Why? I don't know why he does it, other than he wants <laughs> to be loved. And yeah, he really is trying to be that Just cool and, and love awesome. him. Yeah. Just love him. Yeah, Gosh. He's like, Guys, I'm flying out of a plane here. Like we know, <laughs> Just, well, you're, you're, you're good. We we've seen seen it, but um, you know, thinking about this, it is such an ensemble. I mean, it's such a great ensemble that they've put together, and I really enjoy everybody, aside from Cruise, who is or was the main draw uh, for a lot of uh, the earlier movies. But I mean, the one thing that kind of worries me, if you're talking about where we go from here, is I I bet the studio. Bad Robot, and Paramount kind of wish they had a more younger, bankable star for the next 10, 15 years of Mission Impossible movies like a Jeremy How Renner. dare you? Uh, yeah, he's no, never dying. Seriously, <laughs> I know Tom Cruise can probably go forever, but, I mean, who's the next generation's Tom Cruise, right? Uh, who Who would that be? And, um, like, the, he, like he's probably the least timeless portion of this if in my opinion in terms of where they could go from here like if you're gonna if you're gonna go with the ensemble I feel like Ethan Hunt is least, less and less important with each movie like Simon Pegg is having a bigger role and Ving Rames in this was just he was the MVP of this movie in my opinion I loved v- v- what Ving Rames brought and Alec Baldwin is involved to an extent in this and then you've got Henry Cavill um, you know straddling the line between pro and antagonist in this too so um there's a lot of directions they can go but like i said like if you're envisioning the next 15 years of mission impossible movies is tom cruise going to be 65 (laughs) doing this as your number one guy you're pushing and is his stock rising or falling at this point i just don't know but i would love i would be so stoked on this this would be my favorite series new series, um, you know, up and coming series, whatever, if if this was I don't know. If this was let's say this was Alden Aaron Rick, right? In the lead and it was this good, right? <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't this be your number one series going forward or something? I think it would, for in my opinion. That's just my one <laughs> worry is that Tom Cruise is gonna not be Tom Cruise in five years but he proves it See, wrong I think every that's, 5 years. Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: I think that's what people say about the Spurs. It's always like, <laughs> well, the Spurs will probably suck this year. It'll probably finally come to an end, and then they don't. That's the Tom Cruise thing. It's like I sent you guys that text or that tweet last week or the week before where someone said he is 5 years older than Wilford Brimley was in the movie Cocoon. Like just think about he's still doing this at that age. I just, I don't know. I don't think he's ever going to Someday he will die, but we may all be dead when that's when that happens. And By the think, time the next Mission Impossible movie, I he's going to be jumping movie. out of planes until he dies. It's yeah. just that's how he's wired.
0: By the time the next one comes out, he's going to be sixty years old when it comes <laughs> out. Can you imagine? I mean, they got to start ah, having the joking best. about that eventually. You know, like it's having him like uh, in a retirement center or something like that. Would be really funny, but he is ageless, man. It's in, it's incredible what he chooses to do at this point in his career after the money he's made and the fame that he is garnished with, uh, with doing all this. It really is impressive, and you're just sitting there. It's like with your jaw dropped at um, him continuing to put himself in the situation. But I digress. Uh, about the movie itself, I thought this was just a very simple plot you know it's just the plutonium get the plutonium and don't let them make the nukes that's it that's really it and um, a lot of great um, isolated action sequences um, big and small throughout you know they're in a kitchen at one point they're in a bathroom at another point and then they're flying helicopters and they're driving cars and motorcycles and uh, everything in between so I thought it was a good Dispersion of action throughout, and not necessarily only big stunts or uh, only little stunts. It was a very, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a very wide array of of stuff that non-stop. they were throwing out you. It wasn't like Mad Max Fury Road where it's like, right, it's one right. bit and it's for two hours. You know, this is this was had a lot of a lot of nuance to the action.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's like a it's a it's a beautiful incredible combination of a fast movie with the James Bond movie and it's like the best of both of those worlds in some ways it's oh so good so good
0: gosh man the moment that got me where I was all in I mean I was all in from the beginning I was just really transfixed but when Ethan Hunt jumps out of the plane and then it's just like following him the entire way down, you know, pretty much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then he hits that one layer of the atmosphere where he just starts tumbling like really fast. And it's just like the sound cuts out or whatever it was. That was, that was incredible how that was shot. The whole sequence, how Macquarie envisioned that was unlike any, any kind of, plain jumping out of sequence that we've seen and we've seen six this year, you know. <laughs> Honestly, every Marvel movie, every, you know, Deadpool 2 even did a bit where they do that. Um but that was that was next level. I was, just when you think you've seen everything, uh you see something like that and uh that wasn't even in the top 3 action scenes in this movie, but uh that was a great moment. I just wanted to point out. What was kind of a wow moment for for you guys? Um whether it be you know, uh, an action scene or just maybe a performance that that really stuck out.
1: Yeah, I love the the halo jump out of the airplane. Apparently, Cruz Cruise, right. Cruise did that a hundred times. That's unreal. Good he's, gosh, he's just he's a machine. He is a machine built to make these movies, and I love him for it. I thought Henry Cable was really good, and I that was what I was, was going to not... say. He,
2: he surprise, big surprise.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I think I've said before on Man of Steel or Batman, I don't know if he's good or not because we've never, we've never actually seen him do things. You know, we've only seen him in, uh, in terrible Batman Superman movies. And then that man from uncle, it's just, he, I don't know that he's ever been given an opportunity to act. And there's, it's, it's not like there's a whole lot of, uh, it's not like he's reading Shakespeare or something, but Man, he embodied that role really well, and and brought the physicality to it as well as sort of a a charm about him. And I, man, I I loved it. I thought he was really really good. How about you, Arby? yeah, that
2: that was mine too. I mean he he was he was much more movie starry than Jeremy Renner. I mean Jeremy Renner's probably a better actor. Plus, I just love the mustache. Just watching them and knowing they were going to have to edit it out in DC, I really enjoyed. Um what else was fun peg's always a great addition in these movies Mm -hmm. i just really like his uh that character is really perfect it's it's better than like the similar role he plays in star trek it's just it's spaced out better um it's not purely comic relief but it's it's a little lighter and then the women in this movie were really awesome so that that was cool too it wasn't uh it was it was i thought both uh Rebecca Ferguson and, and Michelle Monaghan were were mm-hmm. really strong and and uh, that's always sometimes the 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 rub with Cruz right is he has these kind of boring yeah. dainty you know female parts in the movies but I I, I found the opposite in this case
1: yeah yeah she's like she's it, uh, really good she's a fun part of this universe like they've used her well I'm glad that. She hasn't been just written into movies to sit around and do nothing, you know, like you might expect in some ways, but she's really fun. She's a good part of this this whole the way this all ties together, I think.
0: Yeah, I thought the stuff with Michelle Monaghan and Ving Rames together was worked really, really mm-hmm. well. I don't know why I love mm-hmm. that stuff so much, but that they that could have been its own movie, you know, just the um uh personal life of Ethan. I was way more into than I thought I would be. You know, sometimes that that stuff seemed really forced. And the emotional, you know, the family life of these larger-than-life kind of hero people. Sure. Um, We just want them to go do a heist or solve a crime or go kill somebody. But they actually have families. And I found uh, that to be something that really stuck out with this movie was that stuff really works. Um, It's not overdone, but I thought it was something that they worked in very naturally and and uh, in a way that made you appreciate the character but also not annoyed that they uh, shoehorned that type of stuff in, you know, um, and made Ethan's kind of emotional arc, um, even in a sixth film, uh, worth the payoff at the end. Um, so, so, yeah. But what, I want to talk a little bit more about the ensemble because... How do you keep this ensemble together um, if we're getting spoilery? Uh, You can't keep them all together, right? Um, Mm. So where does this go? Uh, Should we get into spoilers now? Mission Impossible 6? Yeah. Let's get into it. it. Let's get into it. All right. So um, American Treasure, Alec Baldwin, I guess no longer with us at this point in the series or (laughs) towards the end. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an ensemble that you really like, but there has to be some kind of stakes in these movies. It's what makes them great is that uh, it really is. It makes it – you get the sense that stuff like this happens all the time, right? Um, And I love the the natural sort of – I don't know. I want to say connection, but the – the natural working into the storyline of the actual MI6, like the British intelligence. I like that in MI6 (laughs) because uh, that seemed like a really obvious thing that wouldn't happen. And they actually did work that in. So I I appreciated Mm -hmm. that. But um, yeah, I see this way more as an ensemble than Tom Cruise in mission impossible. Uh, What do you guys think? Is that the goal going forward? Probably is for uh, that this to be more of a, more pitched that way, or less than um, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. You know, like I said, it's becoming less and less about him uh, with every sure. one of these. I think, yeah, it's I still I agree. so
2: reliant on yeah. him to
0: lead in a weird way. You know, totally. It's,
2: yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's very much still Tom, which is great. You're right, Ken. I mean, the long term, but I think you they just... tried the
0: same thing with Bourne and with with Jeremy Renner yeah. too, and it didn't work. It's like, man, they need they need <laughs> a new. A new yeah, it's, it's badass funny. dude action star, and I think Chris Pine would be great, somebody like that. But he can't be every charming, yeah, you know, lead. Neither can Chris it's Pratt. Just, that's or hard. Hemsworth like
2: people talk about the movie star versus actor thing, and they say movie stars sort of disparagingly. But then you realize there's way less movie stars than actors. Like whatever that thing is, is really mm-hmm. hard to ca- capture. And it is funny. I was thinking about Jason Bourne because it's like Jason Bourne kind of killed this franchise for a while because yeah, yeah, two came out wasn't very good, and then Jason Bourne kind of reinvented what it was, and and then progressively kind of got worse, and then this sort of found its footing again mm-hmm. with Cruise still, and and then surpassed it again. Because you would have definitely said if I came to you in two thousand, even after Mission Impossible three, which is good, the Philip Seymour Hoffman one. If mm-hmm. I came to you in 2009 and was like, do you want another Bourne or another Mission Impossible? You'd be like, oh, please, born, more Bourne. Uh, sure. But that ended up not being the case, you know, in, the, in mm-hmm. this decade. It's, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's odd. It's, Cruz just cannot be killed by conventional
1: mm-hmm. methods. Yeah, he's... Roger Federer you know it's it's a he's amazing yeah no, I li- I'm i with you again like I like the ensemble of it but but you're right too Richard it's a it's still he's I don't know it's not just him bringing people in he's he's not just him getting butts in the seats it's him in this character in this universe but then the ensemble gets better every time and we get um a little bit it's like those are the the, the side characters are the ones that can kind of develop the I don't know the human interest of it and the relationships and all that sort of stuff Ethan Hunt for all of his greatness on screen most of it is still actiony or trying to figure out how to be actiony and wearing a mask you know so you get I love you mentioned it can I love that scene with with Ving Rames and Michelle Moynihan of just I I found myself you, you kind of touched on it, can't like I, I found myself for the first time being like oh I actually do care about these characters yeah it beyond felt like just- wow
0: like this this feels like these people are necessary and this isn't just like an accent to Tom Cruise running you know <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah sure sure absolutely. I thought that was great. So as we, they move forward, I think you're probably right. They'd probably love to find, I'm sure Paramount would love to find somebody to hand this off to. And maybe they thought, uh, Renner was going to be that guy <laughs> as that has been the case with other franchises. And it's just, I like Jeremy Renner, but he's clearly not that guy. So let's figure something else out. But, until think, they do, they can keep making... They can make 10 more of these, I think, and they just just, just, keep, on just keep on hanging on, baby. Cruz, and when <laughs> yeah.
2: Cruz can't do it anymore, you just stop doing them until... I mean, you're, you're going to own the property until <laughs> that person does come along and then you, you reboot. True. But, I mean, the handoff from Ethan Hunt to, to whomever is... The cool thing about it, the thing that this has over Born and Bond, which is for, in terms of handoff, is like... Uh, That's what made Bourne Legacy so weird. It's like the character's name's not in the title. It mm-hmm. seems like a stupid thing, but like you could still easily have the same universe and just it's not Ethan Hunt because it's Mission Impossible. So if you did get the young person to, to pass this on to and their name's, you know, Trevor McDowell, which is a terrible spy <laughs> name, but let's just say, <laughs> then it could still be Mission Impossible and people know what it is. Whereas Jason Bourne can never... Hand it off, or nor can James. You know they can't ever have I, like yeah. Bond Twenty Seven starring, you know Sam McNeil. Like it's just not going to work. I thought that was
0: that was going to be a great way to hand off Bond was to say that James Bond is just a code name for 007 or like whoever assumes that identity. Like yeah, that's right. what your passport sure. says, right? Like that's not really who you are. Which is how you can bring somebody like Idris Elba in. And they're like, how does this work? Um, but yeah, I think I think so. What would be a great bit is if they found the next, whoever is going to lead this franchise, say it's, uh, you know, say it's, Craig is Chris Pine, right? Say the next Mission Impossible stars Chris Pine, right? It will be a great bit if in the third act, mask off, it's Tom Cruise and Ethan. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Just I like, God, oh, this guy is legendary. Just... <laughs> and then His just... toughest part yet was playing movies... Chris Pine, yeah. playing Ethan Hunt. <laughs> and then the next four movies, it's just Cruise, Cruise, Cruise. <laughs> like, they just psych you for like a half of one movie into thinking that you got from Cruise. <laughs> and then it's just, oh, that would be great. But, man, I love the intro of this movie with the Wolf Blitzer thing. It got me. Yes. I was just like, "Oh man, I love it. I love, I love that bit. It's such. It, it gets me every single time when this Scooby Doo like <laughs> mask take off thing of this and the scene in this when they're trying to duplicate the guy's face in the bathroom. Remember? And they think they're like they're in the gay gay bar or whatever it was when they're trying to like it was funny, but also ten- tension, but also like technology. I thought that was a great meld of like all these different scenarios and then they have this awesome Jackie Chan style fist fight in the oh. in the bathroom of that place that was awesome was great too
1: yeah
0: Um. but man Chris McQuarrie I don't know what his exact background is in terms of martial arts uh, choreography but uh the team the whole team behind this was top notch I mean this was mm-hmm. at the level of of something like The Raid which is I think is the best martial arts movie I've seen in the past decade. Um, So, so yeah, it really did bring almost everything in terms of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of great action sequences in this movie and that the bathroom fight scene might've been my favorite. I just thought that was so perfectly, the set was great for that whole encounter and that dude was was just a baller. So it was, and you get to see Cruz in that role, kind of have fun, which you don't usually see him do in that. And uh, you know, with the kind of like sheepish, well, I guess I'm gonna die here, that kind of bit. And uh, and Henry Cavill was just ball. It was it was that was a great great sequence and and really well staged as well.
0: Man, that car chase was incredible too. And when he goes, when the the roundabout on the arc... Day triomphe when he goes like the opposite direction of the of all the cars you know and he's like i don't know how they shot that but mm-hmm. just the entire um car choreography of everything was yeah. in, in, incredible too driving through paris uh, i was blown away um yeah i want to see this again man I oh was yeah just, i was just yeah. like there's just too much happening for me to just like whoa gosh you know it's just hitting you in the face with mm-hmm. awesomeness mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, they're doing this practically the entire time, you know, practical stunts, which is funny because the first Mission Impossible movie, one of its big selling points is like, we can do anything with CG <laughs> and like this awful sequence at the end with him like jumping off a train that just looks so bad now, you know, it's so yeah. fake um, that it's funny that they've reverted to actually strapping a camera on and going and shooting a stunt, mm-hmm. you know that yeah. that that's what this series is. um Its main selling point is that instead of what they thought it was going to be when they started the series, it's just funny how time kind of changes mm-hmm. things and they sure. it finds out what it's good at.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The heli- helicopter scene at the end, Cruz is actually flying that helicopter by himself. Like, wow, really? Him how to fly it. Yeah. Yeah, sixty practice for six. I'm getting intelligence on this from my sources, which is our friend Jason. He's texting me as we're recording. He said they're he practiced for 16 hours a day. I mean, none of this is true. This is terrible. This <laughs> yeah. is worthless. So actually, he just added this to Wikipedia, and yeah. it's going to be edited out very quickly. But uh, what yeah, Yahoo really, article really is he pulling thing. this from?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Surprise! Yahoo has that news. That's incredible. They really have picked it up. Yeah, so he's flying that thing, man. That's that's why. Why there's no reason. He's for a helicopter him, but he's pilot. Cruised. though. he has been forever. Cruises. That's a yeah. That's a sounds like you something you can be a he helicopter do. pilot, and then there's that. Yeah, like, that's a whole. That's almost like a whole other level. <laughs> no, you're right. That's crazy. Crazy.
0: Yeah, it's just so funny that in. 2018, he's still doing the stunts because it's like, hey man, you know our guy Frank can do this, and like we'll p- just put your face on it, and literally <laughs> no one will know, like not one soul on earth will know that it's not you. He's like, no, no, but I'm, I, I got it, I, I'll do it. Yeah, like I'll I know. think he wants I'll to die know. doing this. Like I think like he <laughs> one day, like that he wants his legacy to be like, you know, fell off the Burj Khalifa, Abu Dhabi, mm. uh, <laughs> you know. doing a stunt for mission impossible. That was going to be his, his legacy. I think he would be fine with that. Um, But man, keep doing what you're doing, man, because I'll watch it. I'll keep watching it. Unless it's the mummy or the dark universe or whatever.
2: (laughs) We'll take one out of every 50 movies you make being bad. I guess that's (laughs) fine.
0: Yeah.
1: it's Decent batting average. Gosh. Um, What did you guys think about the reveal at the end? Did that catch you by surprise when they wound up at the medical camp and then his wife pops up there
0: Uh, kind of, but not really, because of kind of how the beginning was, um, you know, you can't really, you can't really think anything is, is what it is with these movies. And so you're, I'm at the end, I'm not thinking anything is what it is until the very end, you know? Mm. Uh, that's just kind of how I do. I don't buy into any who's bad, who's good. Whether this person really even is this person or not. Uh yeah. I and <laughs> at the end it was definitely that one of those cases. But it was clever, you know. I thought the mm-hmm. the stuff with with kville was probably probably piqued my interest the most and that and the fact that like you've got this terrorist that's like locked up right the entire time mm-hmm. that you think is gonna be this Joker esque character and never really ends up wreaking havoc like he can and it's just kind of in jail the whole time, which I like sure. too. It's kind of this tease. Even in the trailers, you know, they show like with great, you know, suffering becomes more. The greater the suffering, the greater the peace, right? Is their manifesto, but sure. what it actually is in the movie is is a lot different. And so, man, they they get like I've said in, in weeks past, they really can swerve you with trailers nowadays, and I feel mm-hmm. like they did that with mm-hmm. this very well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a great re- – I was so caught up in the – I guess just in the action and what was – what we were headed towards. It, it it totally worked for me when he's walking into the the medical tent and uh, and his wife or ex-wife pops up behind him. I, I was like, oh, okay, whoa, we're really – and then it all clicked into space and was like, man – or into, uh, into place for me. I'm like, oh, okay, now I totally get it. This is – that's really good. That was a well-done – Um, just kind of B-story reveal, I guess. I I thought that worked. It was very effective for me anyway. I thought it worked really well.
0: Yeah, I did too. I thought it works as well as it uh, possibly, honestly possibly could have. I have very few complaints of this movie. um, Really at all. I mean, I'm looking at my (laughs) notes here. I'm just trying to go down. All these are positives. Um, I don't know. There's some convenience of some stakes here, like certain things go wrong at certain times that uh only go wrong. I don't I don't know. It just seems like uh, circumstantially not everything goes to plan, but everything ends up working out. Like it, it almost fails so that it can work, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that may, if that uh is confusing you at all, but uh yeah, that's just what I wrote in my notes is that uh the convenience of losing was uh was high in this uh movie but that's not, that's a small complaint uh, also mm-hmm. a few overshirts Tom Cruise come on you know <laughs> flying off airplanes with an overshirt I don't think is a
1: only one a, file scene though so that's that's it not was, too bad it was pretty for a movie heavy like this. but you
0: kind of have to have that in here yeah you yeah, have it fits. to with the yeah this the, it, is one of the exact the apostles and everything at the beginning <laughs> you have to have that this is the one kind of movie you, you, this, that you have to have file scene is yeah this is yeah. your mission. Right. In this well, this and Batman v Superman; yeah. those are
1: the two that you
0: really have to have it in, I think. And jars of jars of yeah. pee, right? <laughs> um, Rebecca Ferguson, stuff yeah, that was Monahan, that was, fun. It was what uh-huh. I was saying. With Devine Rames was was excellent too. Yeah, uh, I wanted to mention yeah. that.
1: That was That's great. Fun. And then the the flip side of that with with uh, Rebecca Ferguson just whooping on uh, Sean Harris, the Solomon Lane, the bad guy. That was that was a great. That's a great sequence, especially when you're adding in the the clock, right? Like you're watching the clock tick down as this whole thing is taking place. That was very well done, and and also uh, well staged practically. She's great. Yes. She's a great addition to this. Like I, we, she was all the rage from uh, from Rogue Nation, and I thought yeah. she was very good in that. But this was the one where I I felt like maybe
2: she's the one that replaces Cruz. Yeah, could be. She's she she's has more of it than Renner. Level, that's,
1: yeah, definitely for sure, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, you guys ready for grades? Anything else on here that you want to mention? The last scene maybe was it's uh, pretty amazing. Tom Cruise mm-hmm. flying on the rope and the helicopter Gosh. and everything, hanging off one hand. Um, I I don't know. I gotta so see cool. it to believe it. When it comes yeah. to the making of and everything, mm-hmm. but again, yeah. it's hard for me to believe that he had nothing, no no harness, no kind of sure. safety sure. at all. Because yeah. that's what it definitely would have looked like uh, in the yeah. end.
1: Yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, that was a. That was a great sequence and having, giving Cable like one last moment with the, the bit with the machine gun where they kind of give each other the knowing nod and then he brings out the largest machine gun on the planet was, was fun and kind of allowed you to see one more glimpse of like, Hey, actually Henry Cable could be good at things. You know, that was, that was fun. I enjoyed that. It was a fun sequence.
0: Absolutely. Okay. What about uh, grades? What are you guys going to grade this one out? I'm, gonna, I'm going A
1: plus, man. A plus all the way. I love this. This is this is going to be. I imagine this will be in my top ten at the end of the year. This was everything I wanted and more from this movie. Same. I'm going to go A plus as well.
0: I'll go A plus with the uh, with the one asterisk uh, that this could be shorter. But um, I was okay with the two and a half hours if it's a good movie, like I said. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I
1: I thought going in, I was like two and a half hours seems too long. I, yeah, that seems like a mistake. But I did not feel that during the movie. I don't mm-hmm. know. You, maybe there's a B story you could cut out somewhere and make it a little a little lighter on the on the runtime. But I I definitely didn't feel it in the movie or in the moment.
0: Right. Okay. Three A pluses. Wow. I don't know if, when the last time that's happened, if ever, on the show. So. Congratulations, Tom Cruise. Baby, you a song. You make me want to roll my windows down in Cruise. That's for sure.
2: Okay. Amen, brother.
0: Let's hit uh, I love when hit you hit cur- that quote uh, scripture. <laughs> Let's hit that weekly recommend, guys. Boom. Weekly
2: recommends.
0: Okay, Bryguy, what you got?
1: I'm going to recommend a. Uh... I recommend a TV series. It's on Netflix. It's British. Uh, a couple weeks ago, my wife and I got away, got out of town, away from the kid and everything, for uh, for a couple days, and uh, just watched TV and just decompressed and ate good food and stuff down in Austin. It was great. Uh, we watched uh, We watched Safe on Netflix, which is the guy from Dexter, Michael C. Hall, I think, and uh, just a sort of a murder mystery type show and it was fine i enjoyed it uh but right afterwards we started watching another show by the same guy who's an author who i've never read any of his but harlan harlan Coben, who I, I recognize his name but i've never read anything anyway he, it's a british series called the five it's a one-off as british series are want to be that's just 10 episodes uh that is about a a kid who goes missing at age five and then 20 years later, his DNA pops up at a at a murder scene, and uh, the the other people who were around when he disappeared are investigating and trying to figure out what's going on and if this person is still alive and where he is and where he's been and all this sort of stuff. And it's very – I found it very engrossing and entertaining. It's an easy – like I said, easy watch, 10 episodes, um, but has a, a, a lot of uh, compelling – uh, subject matter and drama that's uh, yeah, uh, we enjoyed it. good good watch and 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 easy to to get through quickly. So uh, check that out. the five on Netflix. Good stuff.
0: Uh, I'm gonna recommend a documentary that I caught um, before I left town. It was it aired on A and E, I, th- I believe um, as part of a series, but I think it's its own produced thing that just got tacked onto the series. Uh, The documentary is called Freaks and Geeks, the documentary, but the series is called Culture Shock, and they're doing different documentaries on different uh, areas of culture. Uh, One of them is on kind of the trash TV craze with Jerry Springer and Ricky Lake and everything that I'm really excited to watch that one. But this one was about Freaks and Geeks, and uh, it's – I believe you can find it on its own. It's called Freaks and Geeks, the documentary. But it is what it is, uh, show Freaks and Geeks from 1999. This just kind of highlights that and its impact, um, how it started, why it um, was very well received critically, but no one watched it and it went away. But then all of these people became huge movie stars or – You know, Judd Apatow took it upon himself to make everyone involved in the show huge movie stars to prove NBC wrong, to say, Mm -hmm. you're wrong for canceling this show. These people are movie stars. Um, And uh, it was just really cool to look back at that, minus Paul Feig being involved and um, (laughs) seeing everybody, what they're up to now, and just kind of reminiscing on that and um, the history of it. A lot of cool behind-the-scenes video and interviews and things like that. It's about an hour and ten minutes long. Um, freaks and geeks the documentary you guys you two guys would definitely enjoy it and if you've seen the show uh it's very well produced and good so sweet. check that out sweet yeah nice little little doc awesome. on on uh, freaks and geeks uh, that's awesome what about we'll you definitely check that yeah, out you guys would love it for sure what about you richard
2: i've got a recommend with a bunch of recommends inside of it uh this there's a website I always get asked for book recommends and I hate recommending books to people not that I'm not happy to do so but it's just there's just so much stuff and i think some people have like an idea that you know it's all novels and things out there and i'm always like what I, i'm you're not going to be interested in what i'm reading it's weird so just <laughs> it's not any better or worse than what you're going to want to read but it's just useless this exercise is dumb but there's a website called bookmarks.reviews um which is affiliated with the lit hub and it's a basically a metacritic rotten tomatoes type uh, thing for books and site for books and you can sort it by uh, fiction, nonfiction, you know, murder mystery, history, political science, whatever, and it aggregates all the reviews across all the different publications, and it actually has four tiers instead of two, like Rotten Tomatoes, it has rave, so it counts how many rave reviews a book gets, positive, mixed, and then panned, if it's not, um, so you can kind of go through and, and read all that, and uh, super useful tool, and if you're into, like, crime literature and stuff, they have an, another site they're affiliated with called Crime Reads, which that's not my bag, but there are people in my house to whom I'm related by marriage that that is their bag, and they use mm-hmm. uh, crime re- reads all the time for uh, for murder recommends, which will definitely end up informing my demise.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Very cool. What was that called again, Richard?
2: It's called Bookmarks. You can find it at bookmarks.reviews.
0: Bookmarks.reviews. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. I didn't Weird know domain, that. But, yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Those are some weekly recommends, and uh, that's our show. Um, Cancel your movie pass if you haven't already, but enjoy it if you can, (laughs) while you can. Um, This has been really fun. Enjoy uh, the rest of the week and enjoy our combo in the VIP if you're on that feed, uh, which we'll be talking Tropic Thunder. So excited for that. Uh, Next week, our movie of the week is, I believe... Uh, Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance Awesome <laughs> finally, We did get to talk about that at length I've been pitching it for so long I'm so excited Well, <laughs> all right, Until then, uh, thanks for listening And we'll see you next time with Good night Goodbye.
2: Goodbye. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.
0: They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face.
2: They're making me yah yah Tossed salads and
1: scrambled eggs.